welcome to episode nine of Off the Charts podcast with me, Maria Coughlin. And me, Breen O'Sullivan. How surprised were you to hear our names? <laughs> you thought oh my God, they else. just came out of the woodworks. <laughs> <laughs> they came out with episode nine straight away. No episode one day, just episode nine. <laughs> oh, um... da, 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 da. <laughs> Only I may dance. You may not dance. Only I may dance. Uh yeah, how was your week? I uh, I don't know about you, but I've been um, hibernating really uh, for for, for <laughs> a couple of days. Um, that is very unlike you, in fairness. Yeah, I'm always out and about. Someone gave me a recommendation for a TV show, and I watched the first episode, and I just got oh, I got enthralled by the whole thing, and I oh do yeah, you know when, do you know when, yeah. Um, so the or the see the series is called Succession. Yeah, and um, oh, you lot, know, I haven't watched it. Yeah, a lot of people are sitting there. I was like, oh, no, I'm watching a few things at the moment. And just, I, I'd finished one or two things I was watching. Don't know the way you always have kind of series on the go that you're watching. And I was like, oh, this, this needs commitment for me. So I'll, I'll have to really give it time. And uh, yeah, just I think it was last week. I had a bit of time. I was like, right, I'll watch the first episode and I'll see how it is. Sure, if I don't like it, whatever. I think by the second night, <laughs> I nearly the whole first season watch. It's just. Hook it to my veins. <laughs> oh, but do you ever get that when you like. Just start watching a TV series and you just have to watch every episode one oh, after yeah, the other. Of course. No, like to an unhealthy level. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's nearly not good. I like watching um a TV series as it comes out. So like episode one will be on Monday. John episode oh, two is the next too. Monday. Because you can think about the episode for the whole week. You get a break from it as well. Like I, I know this is a bad example now. This is like pure trash TV, but I love watching Made in Chelsea. And I love. Oh my god! Shut your face! I okay. love the fact that it's on every Monday. Like I get so excited to sit down on a Monday and actually watch it, and it's not something you can binge watch. Yeah, but I've nearly felt that like if if I was watching, just say I'm watching Succession, right? If someone went, "Oh, do you remember episode four when this happened?" I'm like, um, yeah. Do you know, because <laughs> when you watch everything at once, it's all jumbled nearly into one. Yeah. Yeah. And at least if it comes out a week after week, you can think about the episode. You, you compartmentalize. I don't think surgery is the answer, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I started watching that and it was just, it still is like, I'm, I'm not finished yet. Um, I think season four was, it was confirmed um, for like later this year and it's going to be the last episode or last season. Um, but I'm only on season two, but I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm nearly done. Nearly done. So. Oh my God. Yeah, I can't wait for us to stop talking now so I can go back and watch it. But... <laughs> God, I hate your face. Um, yeah, and another episode actually that was recommended and I'm, I don't know how I feel about it. To be honest. Have you have you watched The Last of Us? Oh my God, I have. Oh my so, God, I feel, I actually feel a little bit ill as you start to say. Uh, so like, I don't like horror or squeamish things or Aww. anything like that, but everyone keeps talking about it and I was like, do you know what? I'll sit down now and I'll watch an episode and because everyone was going on about episode three being like one of the best episodes of TV ever. So myself and the missus sat down and we watched it and we both don't like uh, those kind of things. But Gory things. Uh, it was just. Do you know what it is? What? It's icky. Mass dicky shoes. It is. It is icky. Oh, it's just awful. But at the same time, apart from all that rotten stuff, the storyline is really good and like we're only three episodes in yeah. but we're finding it very hard to watch it even though we do like it. 
It is so gripping, though, isn't it? And do you know what? I love your man. What's his name? Pedro. Uh, Pedro Pascal. Pascal, or is it Pascal? Pedro, Pedro Pasquale. Um, <laughs> no, he is an unbelievable actor, and he's got a you know he's got a bit of charisma about him. What does that mean? Charisma, like. No, the way you said it now is a bit different now. <laughs> <laughs> Your soon-to-be husband is listening to this. <laughs> he's got charisma. No, charisma is like appeal. Ah. Uh, of the sexual nature. Listeners, I'm wiggling my eyebrows. <laughs> yeah. She is, I can see it. <laughs> uh, less about TV, let's get on with the podcast, I suppose. We move, uh, we roll. Oh, fun, fun fact also, so this is episode nine, am I correct? Yes. Tis. <gasps> yes. So I was looking up uh, bingo-related numbers, obviously, for episode number nine. Yeah. And uh, the term for number nine is doctor's orders. <laughs> The doctor's order is number nine. And I'm like, well, that's stupid. <laughs> what is the link there? I So I had to look it up. And apparently, apparently, number nine <laughs> was a laxative pill given out by army doctors in World War II. Oh, God. And that's probably when bingo was invented. I, <laughs> doctor's <laughs> orders, number nine. <laughs> and bingo was his name. <laughs> So episode nine, we talked to Fikra and Stephen, who are part of the Dublin-based band Columbia Mills. Columbia Mills started out in 2014 um, and they have a very uh, profound sound. Their genre would be indie rock um, and just some quick comparisons. I think they sound very like the likes of The National, uh, hearing a bit of Elbow as well. So, yeah. yeah. They're... And also um, The Cure. Sometimes, ever so slightly, a glimpse. Oh, it, it depends on the sound, I think. Don't disagree with me. You're not supposed to do this on the podcast. Oh, I, I fully agree. The cure, yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, I agree with you. I agree with you. That's why I said a glimpse, a hint, but you didn't pick up on that. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, every now and again, like depending on the song. Yeah. And like, again, you'll hear it, but the two lads were straight away, they were some crack. Like, oh the, my the, God. Obviously, the listener can't see uh the interview but was it Stephen was dressed in all black and he actually looked <laughs> he like he looked like what uh Harry from Home Alone <laughs> <laughs> and I I think we we cut it from the the interview from the edit but uh we, like straight away we were like oh hi how are you and Joe were obviously trying to be very nice and they were like yeah and we're like oh you're all Joe we just kind of commented on where they were and they're like oh yeah and we're, we're gonna rob a house as you can see where Stephen's were in all black and they were just just so down to earth and very just yeah having the correct words. Just, just can so, I just so nice. Can I just clarify? The man himself, Steve, does not look like Harry from all <laughs> I just mean he was dressed like he was just in all black and he had that woolly hat on. But um, yeah, no, the lads were some cracked tattoo, and in fact, they were too much cracked that there's parts that didn't make it on. I feel really bad that we had to cut <laughs> a few things. Uh, I don't think we can say what we had to cut <laughs> and I it was oh, just it was so they'll, so they'll obviously know what uh, what we cut but uh, yeah. yeah there was some rated or yeah. yeah hop you yeah. by it but, um, <laughs> and the lads yeah back to their, back to their cut, music yeah. back to their music they're they're doing really well they've had some great successes so far and um, they have I won't get into it too much because you'll hear it uh, in our chat but they've had a very productive few years in getting albums out and um yeah, they're they're just they're very impressive. 
So we began the interview with Stee and Fiacra asking them about the multiple albums they have released since 2017. Yeah, I, I, I like we always seem to as soon as we have an album finished as in we've recorded, we'll start writing straight away um, because we're, we're constantly writing. And once we get into album mode, we'll kind of we'll finish it off. And before it's released, we probably have most of this, the next album like uh, finished. Well, yeah, so we're, we're already working on the next album. But I mean, um, because because it, it gets released over dribs and drabs, you, we release maybe four or five singles. Yeah, it's months, months, and it's months. months. Like so, we'd have the album finished ages before we release it. Um, so yeah, we usually get stuck in. I mean, that's what we want to do, and it's the most important thing for us is writing music and and producing music. Yeah. Um. So it's not really a chore or, or, or anything. So I don't know. I, I I think we could have could have released more albums. Like we we've we've actually scrapped two albums in between all that as well. Oh, wow. Stop. But they were shy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, let's be honest. Well, well someone had to say it. <laughs> yeah. We, we actually sent a few of them. To, there was people who um, subscribed to us on, on Bandcamp. Bandcamp. And we sent them some of the lost songs that we had or the, the tracks. And they all really liked them. So yeah. now we think that we shouldn't uh, put yeah. ourselves so harshly. We call, we call, what do we call that? You song? should call it The Lost Children. We, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. We actually, it was, no, we call it uh, Songs on the Periphery. That's yeah. what we call it. Oh, I like it. Very, 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 very dog. Yeah. The marginalized songs. Yeah. And can, can, can I ask, the fact that you are writing so many songs, is it just one of you that writes songs or do you write all the songs as a band? The um, fact that you have so much material is very impressive. Yeah, well, it, that, the fact that we have, I think a lot, everybody does a bit of writing. I, I'd write all the, the, the lyrics, but um, we all have, I, I'm so lucky that I'm in a band with people that will throw me ideas that they have. Steve would send me like a lovely piece that he's done on a, like a, a, his, a guitar or a drum beat or a bass line I'll get from Mushner. So people are always throwing me things that I can kind of vibe off and, uh, mm-hmm. And then it, 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 once I hear something, it'll probably I'll, it'll come into my head at night time, and I'll wait. I'll write it down in the morning or whenever, whatever way. It, it, it you kind of write by osmosis as well by the ideas that other people are throwing at you. So I don't I don't have to get stuck in my own head to try and write things. It's it's great to have inspiration from everybody in the band. Lovely, yeah. And I suppose this album as well, Heart of the Nation. Like you would have been writing this throughout the dreaded pandemic yeah yeah and uh so would, would it have been sparked like the themes running throughout it it's it's a really moving album it was sparked i suppose by a lot that was going on back uh, during that time yeah that's interesting but fake was saying I'd, I'd throw a piece of music i remember it was very late days we were we, we like you said we had most of the album done and then i said oh yeah and i've got this other thing here have a listen to this and that ended up being heart of a nation the song which kind mm. of lent it to like kind of really cracked the code of the of the album and really opened up yeah uh to write the lyrics because okay i know what the theme of the album is now do you know what i mean so, so i had to go and write all the lyrics so you had to go yeah it was a great that was uh that, that's a great example of that you know where we, you know i'd send Faker a beat with some you know since on it, and it just you know clicks with them. But I, th- I think as well that with in terms of the themes, as you as you pointed to there, um, I, I was very conscious not to write about the pandemic or not to write about lockdowns or loneliness, and it would it would have been quite easy to do that. Um, I wanted to write. I, I think everybody had a bit of time to kind of reflect on what was going on in the world during the pandemic, and I, I and that's what happened to me, obviously. And I wanted to write about 
themes that I saw outside of my own world and what's going on in, in the big bad world and things that I think are unfair that, that are happening. So Yeah, the time definitely did like highlight a lot of injustices yeah. that were going on, be it like poverty, even just like, you know, the whole vaccination poverty and Black Lives Matter, like loads of those things just came up yeah. throughout well, that time. A lot of people had a lot of time to think about things and uh and that's why there was a lot of revolutions during the, mm. the whole time and a lot of lot of uh, uprising mm. against injustices in the world because people just thought because you can get caught up in your own world and your own job or you're working and, and you have kind of the blinkers on but when everything stopped you could kind of reflect on what was going on and you see that most of what goes on is quite unfair you know i know but it is extremely refreshing like you said like it is you know it would come naturally to an artist to write uh, personally and talk about the like you said the isolation or the loneliness they're feeling but the fact that you kind of went outward with that it's yeah it's really really and really I think cool. the last the last thing because we knew the album was going to come out we, were, we weren't going to release it during the pandemic or during a lockdown so we knew it was going to come out <laughs> come down after come out after it so the last thing anybody wanted to hear is about oh. someone being fucking lonely or, or or isolation or, or you know or the pandemic or yeah. diseases or but, yeah so and did you like the process of working in that environment like obviously the previous two no such uh issues with having to record remotely or the way that you would have worked with this album did you like it or were you happy to kind of no, work, I, work I, that way I personally loved it because I didn't have yeah. to spend any time with the lads <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we didn't argue as yeah. much I mean, you could live with each other's ideas for a lot longer and yeah. um, whereas we're in a we're in a room together it's kind of instant like yeah. oh, I don't like that that's shit and I'm like, yeah, shooting each other down immediately yeah. baby a, a, a good idea could be shot down with a with a, with a look you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I thought it was a good. I I think we'll we'll continue to do it like that. I don't even know why he's here. Yeah. He, should, he should be in his own house. This is yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> but, it's uh, okay, Steve. We invited you. No, no. I, I think it's a great way of doing things, particularly with the music we do. Is it has electronic <clears throat> electronic elements, and then we can play the music over it afterwards. But um, by putting the ideas together, I think we like doing kind of making music that's quite mathematical. So. Mm. it lends itself to the kind of music that we're doing yeah and the uh the other thing that we both thought was really cool that you've done is the um the remixes ep oh, like yeah. it's so cool that you have such an interest in like bringing your work to somebody else and see what the, they can recreate or reproduce from the stuff that you've done like how did you decide who to approach like what artists to approach or producers even to approach to get that over the line because you have to have your trust in who you're approaching obviously to understand your work as well yeah well, well what we did was we wrote a list of people we wanted and i mean there, there was there was maybe six or seven people on the list and four of the top four got back to us and said they'd be yeah. happy to do it. and like yeah I, I i didn't think that they would because they're busy people and and you don't know whether they might they're into the music or not but like we don't we we kind of knew that we rehearsed with them with girl band in the same rehearsal space but we don't know them that well we we meet them at festivals and and then richie um is was a good friend of, of paul who was who played the drums with us well you know they could have said no and they said yeah and the yeah. amount of work they put in was 
phenomenal. And when they sent us, sent them back, it was like opening yeah. a Christmas present to hear what Jake would do to our music. It's just get well soon as well. Yeah, it was un- unbelievable. Yeah, it's really, really great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a very, it's a very inventive EP because like not not a lot of people actually do that. So to hear it just remixed by someone else is is yeah. pretty impressive. So yeah. you should be very proud of that. Just just going back to your UK and Ireland tour there in 2022, you played you played in the academy, you headlined the academy. Like how how was that for you headlining um, in such a, an iconic venue, and how does it compare to like any other or any other venues you played around the country? It was a, it was a bit of a dream come true for me yeah. to be honest. Um, I remember going to see uh, I saw Chuck Berry play in the academy. When, wow! Yeah, so I still have that ticket as well. I, I have it on my wall. <laughs> I have it framed but like I've, I've saw I've seen so many of my favourite bands in that venue and to be able to headline there was an honour you know it was Ooh. unbelievable it's got a um, it's got a mega sound system yeah and uh, it was it's a really lovely layout yeah it's just, yeah I don't know it's we just it was just perfect wasn't yeah, it yeah yeah we had really, a great time it was just brilliant yeah. brilliant number. you're really in there with the crowd aren't you like you're they're moshing <laughs> It's a, great, yeah. it's a great layout, right? And uh, obviously, we, we had a great time that night. Yeah. Because we we done we we done the English gigs. Yeah. And then we, when we came back, that was kind of what we were we were really looking forward to. Yeah, we were warmed up for that one, yeah. which was great. Yeah. yeah. And what what was the you were just saying about the English gigs there? What was the reception like compared to the academy? Obviously, you're Irish and you're playing in your in your home country, but like, what were the likes of you know, did London, Birmingham, and Manchester, to name a few. What what was the reception there compared to the academy? And um, Manchester was um, unbelievable. I'd they, say Manchester uh, was yeah. the best gig that we've ever done. Yeah, wow, it was my favorite gig. Yeah, but they were singing, they were singing everything back to us, which was quite weird to hear, <laughs> um, especially in, in some, an English accent. In an English accent, <laughs> it didn't work. It didn't work. They were singing back uh, album tracks like "Here with You" on the new album. And they were singing the words back to us, and it was just like, "What is going on here? Yeah. This is crazy!" And it was a, it was really, really special night that one in, in Manchester. So any anyone that was there will know what we're talking about. But that was that was really great. London was fantastic as well, yeah. and uh, Birmingham they they they're, they're all great. But that was something special about Manchester. That's really cool. And like, how how do you decide where I suppose you're going to play? Not fair enough with Ireland, but when you go to UK or anywhere else, how do you decide? where you're going to play because like we've kind of read that you use Spotify stats to help you like map out your tours and gigs is that true? Yeah well we can see where the, the music is going down well um, and like this, we, we made the mistake before where we just go let's go there and do a gig and you dick go there and like why would anyone come and see us because they don't nobody yeah. knows who we are in some places most places and um, so we kind of looked into where the best places were for us to play and we, we were getting a bit of radio play as well in London and Manchester and Birmingham as well. And that, that can really help. Um, I, I think in England, England have really good uh, radio stations, indie radio stations that people really listen to. Mm. I think in Ireland, because the, the market is so small, they, they whoever pays the most advertisement, you know, there's a, there's a, you know, you don't get, you don't get much indie radio stations in Ireland. I, I don't even think there is any, any anymore. I suppose Radio Novo would be the... Radio Novo would be the only thing. one that yeah. comes to mind, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but over in the, over in the UK, they have some like Radio X is a massive radio station. They play us all the time, and they're a good indie indie radio station. So they were playing us in Manchester and London. So we knew that we had a, a, a few fans over there. And then you can see through the Spotify um, 
algorithm or whatever mm. the statistics on spotify that there's people listening to us there mm. and it's cool you get you you, get, you know you're going to sell at least a few tickets you know if you get them. so <laughs> yeah. you won't be on your own in the room can you name and shame the place that you went to that you <laughs> that was <laughs> only there <laughs> please don't say limerick <laughs> um, well, we actually played in Limerick before. Yeah, we played in the Canada. Yeah, yeah, there was well, there wasn't that many people there. Oh, it was a great gig. I, I, I love the Casbah. I love Dolan's just as a as a venue. It's amazing. Yeah, it's a great. I think they've done it up recently. We were I went yeah. last summer. It was really nice. Um, where was it? We played in the in a place in the in Islington in London years ago, and there was no one there, <laughs> and it was just yeah, what a waste of money. <laughs> All the way from there. With our gear on yeah. the airplane and just oh, we and thought it, yeah. we, were, we thought we were going to be massive when we get here. It's going to be great. Be <laughs> loads of, not not a sinner. Yeah. <laughs> is is there anywhere that you've actually found out was quite popular that you were like really surprised? That really surprised, like an unexpected popularity, like in the middle of nowhere or just a random random place in Glasgow. I remember okay. we played a gig in Glasgow and we thought we we we'd gone up through the UK. And we just said we'd add Glasgow in because we were we were going to get the boat from Scotland to come home. It was just more convenient. And the Glasgow gig was the best gig. There was loads of people there. Loads of people bought the albums. They were asking yeah. for autographs and everything. So yeah. that was cool. Yeah, so that, was that was a surprise. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Way better than Islington then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're going to Portugal yeah. um, in a few weeks. Or in, so May, in, sorry, May, in May. In May, yeah. And that was a surprise. Somebody contacted us and said to come over and that there'd be loads of people there. So let's see how we get on there. Excellent. Is, is that a festival or uh, just a headline tour or a headline? A headline show in a, in a really nice venue. Um, and they're convinced that there'll be loads of people yeah, there. The, the promoter is. So let's see how we get on. Wait, we'll yeah. let you know. We'll probably yeah, yeah, come yeah. on again. <laughs> Dude, bring, us, bring us over as well. You'll never <laughs> we'll come go. back. Come with us. Yeah. You won't want to come back from Portugal. We're, we're working on booking a few dates in May at the moment. So... Um, yeah. Yeah, May and June, so we're looking forward to it. Class. So you're busy out. Hopefully, yeah. Well, we're we're getting some vinyl. We, we the vinyl. Have you? You've <laughs> obviously know about the the whole vinyl shortage and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, it's been insane. So we we couldn't get vinyl in time for the release of our album. So we just said, look, let's just release it anyway and do it another time. So we're doing like a little mini my, uh, vinyl tour of Ireland. So mm-hmm. we're going to be selling the vinyl at these shows. So. Cool. Yeah. Retro. Yeah. <laughs> retro. Uh, speaking of retro, actually, the uh, that was a nice segue there. Sorry, I'll just tap myself back. Uh, the name Columbia Mills comes from this old rave club in Dublin. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. And so you're obviously extremely into that genre of music yourselves. Like, what is it about? And and you've out like you've incorporated some elements of of dance and and rave or elect electro type mm-hmm. music into your into your tracks as well like what is it about that genre that you're so connected to or like why that in in terms of incorporating into your music i i always obviously we went to raves when we were younger and uh so many different uh walks of life different uh social backgrounds would all come together and everybody would get on so well and you'd have people who were into all sorts of different types of music as well. So you'd have the rockers would be there, the goths would be there, and obviously the ravers would be there. But everybody would just be dancing on the one dance floor together, listening to music, because dance music is inspired by lots of different genres of music. And it's kind of all comes together mm-hmm. um, in with, with a lot of different types of rave music. So you'd have, mm-hmm. you know, um, 
I know what I mean. They'd remix popular tracks as well. Yeah, very inclusive. Very yeah. Nice. yeah. There was just, yeah, it took the words out of my mouth. There is yeah. an inclusivity about it. Yeah. And and there's a lot of kind of the the, the chord sequences and, you know, they're, they're supposed to be emotional and they're supposed to bring out raw emotion. And I, and well, that was the mu- the dance music I, I really liked and I still do. Um, and I thought at that time, a lot of the raves used to incorporate a lot of that. And like with the amount of crazy people in one bit, there was never any fights or anything. Well, maybe yeah. the odd time, but you see, was... everybody was hypnotized. You see, yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's fun. a nice PG way of saying, yeah, <laughs> in a dress. Yeah, they're on to us. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's, and then you'd all go back to an after session and talk shite till yeah. the wee hours, and then walk home when the sun's coming up. And, yeah, yeah. We're all the same. <laughs> no, but I, we really like that you've got that sound running through your music, you know, and yet it doesn't define you. You know, you're not like you have a very distinctive sound and it's not dance and it's not rave. But the fact that you can hear it like it is, it's, it's really cool. Um, And like, who would you like describe as the band's main influences? It's very hard to to mm. to. to... To pinpoint, like when I was growing up, I was a cure head as from as a child, and um, so I I really liked emotional kind of music stuff, anything that would kind of touch you. But I mean, I, I like I like hip hop music. I, I love dance music. Um, the bands I I'm listening to. Do you know the only have you heard of Amel and the Sniffers? No, but I like the sound. <laughs> it's of them. a great. It's a great name. <laughs> the name that drew, drew me in first. Like they're a punk band, but they're an actual punk band, not like the punk bands that are happy. You know, they're an yeah. they're a proper punk band. And um, not mainstream. Exactly, <laughs> they're from Australia, but now they they won Australian Band of the Year. I always watch out for Australian music because it's really there's some really cool bands that come out of Australia, and they won Australian Band of the Year this year, and they're really really cool. Uh, check them out. It's crazy music. It's nothing like our music. Yeah, but um, that's. The music I, I've been listening to them a bit lately. Yeah, and it's funny you should say that actually, because earlier on when I, I was listening to Heart of the Nation and, and uh, one of the songs I can't even remember what what it was, but I was like, God, I'm like, I have the Cure vibes going on. It was just one track, so you know, as I said, like you you haven't let your influences or the people that inspire you, you haven't let you haven't just like recreated oh. what they do because oh. so many of your tracks sound so different. But yeah, I did get a little bit of a vibe with that earlier on. So you've been at this now since 2014 mm-hmm. um, and you've released three albums now and numerous EPs. How do you think that your music has evolved even over that period of time compared to where you started and where you are now? I think it's it's connected with a lot of people in different, various different places around the world, which is great. And some people have flown in from LA to see us from gigs in Norway and Sweden. And I think that is just, just that connection with, with, with people has been really important for us to keep going and keep because we we like we're enjoying it too do you know what i mean so we we love making music it's what one of the things we love to do so when we find people who connected with it in the same way we do well then you know why there's no stopping that for us do you know what i mean so i think in terms of the evolution i think when we started we definitely weren't as confident. We were kind of insecure, very insecure about the music and insecure about what we were releasing. And we were very precious. I think we're a lot more confident in the music now. And we've kind of, um, I think the the, the, the the last album, Heart of a Nation, was kind of a culmination of, like, I, I know it's a strange way of looking at it. If you listen to our first DP, 
that's kind of where we wanted to start. We wanted to set the bedrock of what we where we were going to end up, and it kind of culminated in this album and it's got the all-encompassing kind of dance it's, it's got everything that we put together throughout the years so I think that's how it's evolved we're a lot more confident to kind mm. of have our own stamp and put our own kind of sound out that we're, mm. we're really happy that we have a sound that we can evolve and we can move in different directions and we're very confident whichever way we move it so yeah. So would, you, would you say that Hearted Nation is your most defined album? Well, I would definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it's, uh, we took our time with it as well, obviously. Yeah, that's suppose we did yeah. take our time. But um, we were we, like, we had 15 or 16 songs and we, we, we whittled it down to 10. And we, we had it at 12 at one stage and we we're like, now nah, let's just get rid of those two. Yeah. And this is exactly what we wanted. It was, it was yeah. that, those 10 songs. And I wouldn't uh, change a hair in its head. Obviously, other people might, but I wouldn't. I think it's yeah. Well, fucked in. No, well, seriously, like congratulations on on the release of the album. And as he said, like one of the most impressive things about it is just it's not it's not that. <laughs> Sorry, I just thought of a, a quote from a movie there. I won't even say it. But it's not that it. <laughs> say it. <laughs> it's not that speed impresses me, but uh, it's more <laughs> it's more just the the conviction with with you've done it, and you know not second guessing yourselves and just getting things now out, out, not overthinking it. Um, you know, like I, Ed Sheeran even took four years to get an album out. Like you've you've got three albums out in about six years. Like it is incredible. So like fair play to you. And this new album is a fantastic listen. And, and like it's just so tight, as you said. You've got the the ten tracks there, and yeah, so I'd highly recommend it to anybody who's listening uh, to this to go and and check them out. We are going to move on to our next segment. It's not our last segment. It is called serious or silly. So uh, this game, you have to answer three questions. So yeah. you get to pick one serious, one silly, and then the third question is one of your choice. So pick two sillies and a serious, two serious and a silly. So. Columbia Mills, serious or silly? Oh, we go serious first because we get too silly, we won't be able to go back. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love hearing people. always get too silly. <laughs> I love how people justify why we're choosing which yeah. one over the other. <laughs> You're serious first, right? Breen, will I go first with you? Yeah, you go first. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um. So this is a lovely serious question. Uh. What, given that there's two of you on the call here, what trait or talent do you admire in each other? And I want you to look get oh. lovingly into each other's eyes, hold hands, as and serious tell each as other. you can. <laughs> uh, Faker's lyric writing, I think, is second uh, to none. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> and, my, and my mother would agree. <laughs> he's, he's a great lad with words, that fella. Great. He's a beautiful boy. <laughs> <laughs> Makes a lovely cup of tea. <laughs> um, um, in terms of Stephen, he he is he's good at everything that in terms of music that I I am not good at. In ter- I know it's, I I I do everything off the cuff where I and I don't know how to play the guitar. I've never I don't actually know what I'm doing. Where he knows exactly what he's doing, you know. So he kind of guides me really uh, with his skills he's kind of takes it. I wouldn't be able to do it without Steve so oh, I like that Batman and Robin 
Exactly. <laughs> Ooh, Batman and Robin. Nice segue, Maria. So, uh, because you went... Segue? Kind of. So, because you answered... Uh, the answer is Batman. <laughs> <laughs> because you have answered a series, the next question is going to be silly. And then your last question will be whatever you choose. So, silly question. I'll, I'll go for this, Maria. So, uh, I'll let you both answer. Uh, but, silly question. Would you rather be an unknown superhero... Or a famous villain? And you have to explain your answer. I would say unknown superhero. Why? Because I, I, even though I'm in a band and I'm the lead singer in a band, I'm actually, I don't like that much attention. I'd, I'd, I'd rather sit in a pub on my own and have a few pints with friends. I, I don't like to interact too much with people. In so, what, so what would your superhero power be or what would you do for humanity without I, anyone I, knowing? I think there's so many things that you could do without sending people warning, but there's so many uh, people you could look after and just go out into the streets and find people and look after them. And yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to get too into it. But yeah. that's I, 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 Hey, hey, it's a silly question. It's not serious. Stop getting serious on us. It's, it's silly. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, sorry. Um, I'd like to be able to fly. Perfect, great. <laughs> Stephen, uh, I'd like to be the villain. I'd like to be like Hank Scorpio. Yes, you know, like just a real like cool dude goes on fun runs and stuff, but then blows up a few countries for a breakfast. And you've and you've cream in your pocket. Yeah, yeah. cream. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I think your hat gave it away even before he said Anthony. I was yeah. like, he's definitely the villain. <laughs> All black. <laughs> Okay, so you've answered one serious, one silly. So you get the choice. Would you like a serious or a silly question? Definitely silly. I even answered the silly question seriously. So let give me a <laughs> You did. You're disqualified. Well, <laughs> okay. This one's definitely a silly question, but I feel like the nature, the uh, the dynamic we've got going on here is that this is going to turn into a serious debate. So <laughs> your final question, a, ser- a silly one. If a turtle doesn't have a shell, is... He naked or homeless? <laughs> <laughs> and explain your answer. Discuss. Leaving third style. He's Whoa. both. <laughs> he is both naked oh, and God. homeless. I'd say he. I'd say he's naked because he could find somewhere to live. I mean, turtles, even though they, they have a <laughs> shell, even though they have a shell, they have to go somewhere to, to live. They have to chill somewhere. They can't just roam the streets and go back into their shell and that's it yeah no he's naked he's obviously naked. he could still find somewhere to live under a ditch or somewhere or in a sewer yeah he'd be fine do you agree Stephen? i do i do i just for some reason i think he'd need sun cream if he's uh (laughs) tasty turtle that's that's, turtle skin is very sensitive See, we went red. As we all know. All the time, you know. <laughs> oh, the poor wee crater. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We 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 take him in if he yeah. if we needed somewhere to live. Uh, uh. Lads, you're just lovely. You that was a lovely fun. serious or silly. We'd have to dress him though, put a little jumper yeah. on him. <laughs> yeah. A little tie. I feel like a little tie is necessary. <laughs> oh, Delhi. Right. Thank you so much, as we always say, for taking our serious or silly game so seriously in the last segment of off the charts we do this little thing called the off the charts self-expression session 
Express yourself. Um, but anyway, look, it, it's a it's a segment where we invite the artist to perform uh, their own rendition of like a well-known song or a piece of music from the world of TV or uh, radio or film, what have you. So, uh, Columbia Mills, what would you like to perform for us? You know, you don't have to tell us straight away. You can keep it as a guessing game or you can just outright introduce it. I'm just going to do the very end of this song. Well, this one's for Enda. You know who you are. Closer each day. Old man away. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Stephen, you've absolutely blown us away. <laughs> Short, sweet, and to oh, the point. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the summer away is over now, isn't it? Is it? Oh, I think no. it is. Oh, my God. Well, I tell you what, you've definitely broken the record. You definitely have. You're going to stand out in our minds for a long time. <laughs> well, I, I saw that Modern Love's one was pretty short, so I was like, I could beat that. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> so that was our interview with Steve Fikra from Columbia Mills. If you want to hear more about them, they're on Instagram at Columbia Mills, all one word. And you can also uh, listen to their music on Spotify at Columbia Mills or wherever you get your music. And as per usual, if you want to find out more about us, you can find us on Instagram at Off The Charts Podcast. And you can also find us on Spotify where you can listen to our episodes. And you'll also find them on other platforms as well, such as Apple Podcasts, Castbox, etc., etc. And that, ladies and gentlemen, has been episode nine. The doctor's orders have been taken. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should go to the doctor. Great Scott Steele. See you, doctor. <laughs> But if there is orders, I'll have to go. You need your head examined. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no. God, what do we like? Oh, what God. Like? But yeah, that was episode nine. Thank you so much for listening. Um, please tell a friend, share, do whatever you can to help us because uh, we need listeners. We lo- <laughs> and, and we love all of our listeners. Um, so yeah, thank Spending you. Sending so much love, you guys. I'm going to cry. Don't cry. Don't go crying at me. (laughs) Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. And we look forward to having you listen next week. Take care now. Bye-bye then.